This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Monsters and Mixers, the spine-chilling podcast guaranteed to quench your thirst for all things spooky and one thing drinky. Can't get enough of paranormal or true crime stories? Then this is the place for you. We are your hosts, Amy and Emma, and each episode will feature a new story and a new cocktail recipe to help calm your nerves while you listen. So grab your ingredients, pull the covers up tight, and prepare to be terrified by tales of the darkness among us. Hey Monsters and Mixers listeners, welcome to our second spritzer. If you didn't join us for the first, please pause this and go check it out first. Normally the order of how you listen to the episodes is not important, but last spritzer we began telling you about our haunted house experience, and this episode will pick up where that one left off. And for those of you who are already caught up in the story, uh, we hope you have your wine spritzers ready. If not, they're super easy to make and are super delicious. You just grab your favorite wine, give you red or white, dry or sweet, it's up to you. We prefer sweet wine, so today we're drinking Moscato, and we didn't add the spritzer part, so we're just drinking normal wine, Um, but I don't really care about the color. And then you just grab a seltzer water or sparkling water and add it to it to make it fizzy. Yeah, and if you prefer, you can add some flavored sparkling water, but if you really like the flavor of your wine and just want to add some bubbles, just get a plain old bottle of sparkling water. Okay, so like Emma said, we're just having some plain Moscato today, and we decided that we want to start off our episodes, um, at least the spritzer episodes, by talking about some current event that's a little on the either paranormal or true crime or just all around kind of weird, eerie things. So today we're going to talk about the recent news with UFOs. Yeah, Barack Obama, um, former President Barack Obama recently came out and said something pretty interesting about UFOs in an interview that he did on the Late Late Show, which was like, I think, a week or so ago, like yeah, a week and a half ago. I think so. And he said that when he first came into office that he asked if there was a lab somewhere where we're keeping like alien specimens and spaceships. And um, they did a little bit being, of... Yeah. He thought he was being funny, haha. And they did a little bit of research and the answer was no, but... He said that uh, he's being completely serious and said that there is footage and records of objects in the skies that even the highest of intel in America has tried to identify and cannot. So what we know as a UFO, an unidentified flying object. And they said that they can't explain how they moved or like their trajectory. It was like super weird. And they don't have an easily explainable pattern, so you can't, like, attribute it to being a weather balloon or some weird, like, 
plane that looks weird in the sky or a missile launch and that people are still actively trying to investigate them and taking it pretty seriously to figure out what it is. Well, I think they're starting some new program where they're going to, um, like a military program where they're going to start looking into it. At least I'm pretty sure I read that. And then there's this guy from the Department Department of Defense, uh, Louis Elizondo. I think that's how you would say it. Um, just did a 60 Minutes interview where he said that there is, quote, compelling evidence of UFOs when he was asked if UFOs were real by the host Bill Whitaker. Um, he literally replied to Bill and said, Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record they are real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. Yeah, so. in the article on CNN that we read... Um, does like a little side note where they say that believing in UFOs does not necessarily mean that you have to believe in aliens. I mean, any unidentified flying object in the sky is considered a UFO until it is identified, but it's a lot cooler if you believe in aliens. I mean, at least I think it is. Um, So in short, like you don't have to be some tinfoil hatter who's like, oh, the presence of UFOs or whatever, but there's no assumption that they contain other life forms. They're just unidentified objects that flew in the sky yeah but there is also the whole advanced technology thing that's really hard to explain that we can't replicate it so maybe we're just kind of failing at the technological advancements as far as another country and they're keeping it secret which would probably make the most sense because we are constantly trying to one-up each other as far as like the space wars and things go i don't know it's definitely interesting so we wanted to Put a little bug in your ear so you could check it out and keep current if you haven't been doing so. Yeah, and apparently last, like just last year, just last April, um, the Pentagon released three videos of quote-unquote unidentified aerial phenomena, which was like a massive breakthrough because this was the first time that the Pentagon ever acknowledged their existence and released footage to the public. But as, like, the article that we're reading says, it's just a scratch on the surface for, I'm sure, what has been documented for a hundred years at this point. Yeah. When you think back to, like, Roswell and things that happened a long time ago, I mean, that's all on record. It's been happening for a while. Yeah. We still haven't explained Stonehenge, which happened forever ago. I think that's just unexplained at this point. (laughs) I think they've just given up. Yeah. Okay. As much as I would love to sit here and talk about UFOs. UFOs, 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 UFOs all day. Uh, That's not what this episode is about. So, yeah, I would love to talk about aliens all day, but we're um, during our last spritzer. You told us about the first hauntings that happened in our house when we first moved in, like the child crying and the lights going on and off in the bathroom. And you said you were going to tell more of the story today. So, what were some other things that happened after the house, like you said, woke up? Uh, Shortly after the first incidents that you just talked about. We started really having an uptick in paranormal activity, and I'm just gonna use that term for lack of better words. Um, Your dad had this old stereo downstairs, and it was the kind that had the giant floor speakers that plugged into it. Do you know the ones I'm talking about, or do you remember the stereo? Yes, they were like right by our TV stand, like on either side of it, they were huge. Yeah, really, really large stereo. It was super nice. He brought it with him from when he was younger, lived at home with his parents, and it worked great. There were no problems with it. We would listen to it when we were cleaning the house, like we do now still, listen to music when we clean, or just hanging out. So I know for a fact it worked really, really well. 
and had no issues, at least until it started turning on in the middle of the night at full volume, like blaring, like super duper loud, multiple, multiple times. That's like um, that episode of Spongebob with Squidward and like the <laughs> 80 stereos on his wall that are just banging through the house. Yeah. It was really creepy because we would be sleeping at like four in the morning and the stupid thing would just turn on and it would scare the crap out of us because we were in a dead sleep. And the first time it happened, we were so confused that it took a few minutes for us to realize what was even going on and that it was even the stereo playing in the basement. And by the time that we got to that point and realized what was going on, you guys were all awake and crying because you were scared and, you know, you were little, so you were pissed off that you were woken up in the middle of the night and it was really hard to get you back to sleep at that point. I actually remember a moment of that happening. I don't think, I think you, it was when you worked late Mm -hmm. and I was in my old bedroom upstairs and Hannah Gill, like, still shared, that's my siblings, by the way, still shared their bedroom because we were younger. And I distinctly remember just, like, laying in my bed. I don't know if I was actually asleep or not, but I know that everyone else was for sure. And I heard just, I think it was, like, a an ad, like, almost like we had a DVD, like, in the video player. And it had turned on and had only played, like, halfway through an ad before you, like, the credits before you get to a movie on DVD. And I was like, what the hell well, is that? Well, you're talking about the DVD player, though, not the stereo. No, but it was playing through the oh. stereos. It was, like, loud as hell. Weird. Yeah, it was super weird. I, like, ran downstairs. Dad was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What's what happening? going on? But I was like, that is, it was so loud. Like, and to have, like, a two-level house and, like, hear it upstairs, like, we would never have that on that volume anyways no. to, like, listen to anything. It was blaring. And it was one of those slide volume things, too. It wasn't, like, the turn button where you could just hit it when you were turning it off. You had to, like etch it down like notch by notch to get to a new sound because it would be really easy for me just to bump it if it were a turn dial and adjust the volume on accident but that is definitely not what happened yeah how often did that happen um it happened enough that we eventually just turned the stereo completely down every night before we went to bed because we were tired of being woken up did that help no um it still kept turning on once a week or so at full blast to the point where eventually we just unplugged it at night because we got tired of waking you guys up and waking us up because we work early. You know, I worked late, he worked early, you guys were little. It was really quite the pain in the butt. Even if you don't have to wake up in the morning, it's just annoying to be scared out of your sleep every night by a movie or a song playing loudly. Right. And then after we unplugged the stereo, you were talking about the DVD player thing. Um, So we had a DVD player that started turning on and playing by itself, and it happened all the time. And the strange thing was, it, this DVD player didn't really have an autoplay function like some of them do now, where if you just put it in and close it, it starts playing. You had to actively hit the play button for the DVD system to start playing. You had to either hit it on the actual DVD player or on the remote. And if you didn't, nothing was gonna happen. And just like the stereo, whenever the DVD player would turn on and start playing, the TV was on like super full blast, which we would never have done either because it'll blow your speakers out. And the TV in our bedroom would just randomly turn off and on. And I don't know why the electronics seemed to be the thing for the spirit to play with, but it did. And do you have any thoughts on why you think that is? Maybe they thought it was funny. Maybe. I mean, 
because possible. we've always like had a hunch that whatever is here is probably younger. Mm-hmm. So they were probably like, haha, like we're waking these people up from their sleep every night. Yeah, there also I guess is that theory that spirits are able to manipulate elect or use the energy from electronics and things to help get stronger and if you watch all the ghost shows like I do and Emma does they use lights sometimes now like they'll put flashlights when they're trying to connect and talk to the spirits and ask for the spirits to dim them or put the spirit boxes where it sweeps for the electronic um, voice phenomenon the EVP stuff and so I, I mean that makes sense when you think of it in that way that there is a huge connection between the energy that spirits need and electronic usage. Yeah, well, when you think about, like, a normal layout of, like, a house or, like, rooms, the most energized thing in any room is going to be an electronic. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we believe that a ghost or a spirit or whatever is just simply, like, residual energy, then it makes sense that that would be how they manifest themselves through just things that are plugged in. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all the electronics though even though it kind of seems like it because that's where we've you know been talking about but when I was still working late at night at this point your dad was home at, at home alone a lot a lot and he was pretty used to it and probably enjoyed the time to himself because you guys after you guys went to bed he was able to watch sports or do whatever he wanted and just kind of have some downtime that I think we as human beings really take for granted sometimes it's just our little moments of solace. Gave him a chance to watch all of his things without me complaining that he was spending too much time watching TV or sports. Yeah, there's also like his new parents too, like you don't have many of those moments where you're just by yourself, so I'm sure he probably did. I mean, he still likes to watch TV by himself, yeah. so he's definitely a creature of habit, but for sure. I think we all like to watch TV by ourselves, so it must be genetic. We do. We all go to our own rooms. It's kind of sad. We have so many we have caves. It's yeah. fine. Um, one night when I was working, and this was before we all had cell phones and carried them in our pockets like an extra arm all the time, I was at work and I got a call to come to the hostess stand that I had a phone call. And I got really nervous and really worried because it was after 11 o'clock and I thought for sure somebody was hurt or worse, knock on wood. So when I got up to the phone and it was your dad, I was really confused and really alarmed again. And he just wanted to know, real calmly, he wanted to know when I was getting off work. And I was like, what? That's kind of a random reason to call me in the middle of work to ask. And I said, I'm closing, you know, normal stuff. And he just kind of nervously said, oh, okay. And when I asked him why he was asking, he was like, oh, I was just wondering. That's really strange. It just seemed really super sketchy. And I was like, he needs to know when his girlfriend needs to leave. Right. It was so (laughs) weird. I was like, why are you? time do I have left? Yeah. Yes. That's odd. It was super odd. And he just wouldn't really tell me why. And I was like, that, I don't understand what's going on. So I talked to the person that I was working with. And they were really, we were always really good about covering for each other. If somebody needed to leave a little bit early. And then we would just make up the time next time. I'd be like, hey. Tomorrow night, you can, you can leave early and I'll stay late kind of thing. So they agreed and I left and started going, going home. 
And when I got there, your dad was sitting on the couch just staring at the utility room door. And so downstairs, the way the basement is, the way we used to have our couch, you could just sit and look straight towards the laundry room. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Because you're just staring at a door and a wall for no reason. And he told me that something really weird had been happening all night. It's so descriptive. Right. <laughs> it's quite vague. That's also terrifying to just walk in to see someone just staring blankly at a wall. Yeah. It's like some Amityville horror stuff. I am happy to say, though, that there was no girlfriend here. <laughs> that was good. Um, but I was like, can you maybe elaborate a little bit? Because you're being incredibly evasive and I don't know what's going on. And he said there had been a shadow his words, walking back and forth in front of the door all night. And every time he saw it, he'd go into the laundry room and there would, of course, not be anybody in there. And then he would sit back down and after about five seconds or so, it would start pacing again in front of the door. Which is terrifying in its own regard, but uh, the way our utility room door is set up, it's kind of almost like a door that was not properly fitted to the hinge that it's on and there's like space underneath it where if there's like a pile of clothes in there next to the laundry uh next to the washing machine and you like get down like you can definitely see like the shadow of it like there's enough space to see clearly that there would be something behind it because it doesn't fit right right i think they at one point had maybe some really super huge shag carpet and so when they put the door on they cut it to fit that and we don't have and that also that area floods really bad in our house too so they might have just like done that as some yeah like precaution to make sure that carpet doesn't get destroyed i don't know yeah there is literally no place for anybody to hide in the utility room either unless they were to run out into the garage every time he got up to go in there and that door to the garage makes a lot of noise so that's why he was super freaked out and knew there was no way it was an actual person. And also, like, in order to get into our garage, you would have to lift the garage door open, which is pretty loud. Well, so unless that were to happen, like, when no one was home, I'm not sure how someone would have just gotten into our garage without anyone hearing. I don't even think you can open it because it's an electric garage yeah. door opener. I don't, I think you have to, like, take it off the track to actually be able to physically lift it. Is it a raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a raccoon. I tried to see what he was seeing, so I asked him to move out of his spot so I could sit, and it wasn't maybe a few seconds later, and I saw this shadow slowly gliding from left to right and then back again. What did it look like? Uh, it moved a lot like a person who's pacing back and forth in a room, and by that I mean it was really slow, really deliberate steps, and when it got to the one end, there was a pause. And then it would go back the other way. Like you would if you were walking, stopping, turning around, and going back. Just just how a person would do. It was really, really, really freaky to see it. And it went on for quite a while. Yeah, that's freaky. But like I said before, where we live, we're prone to a lot of nature in our house and in our backyards like I can't tell you the amount of times that we've had full families of raccoons living <laughs> in our garage just because we're right by the woods so they get in there and they have their babies and then the babies stay and the mom leaves but did you rule out like any normal or like natural causes for the shadow? We did uh, we moved the clothes around 
so we hang our clothing in there to dry things that we don't want to put in the dryer we moved all that stuff to make sure it wasn't blowing and causing a shadow we looked to make sure there was nothing swinging um, and I think what convinced me that it really was a spirit was that it happened a few times a week regardless of whether or not there are any clothes actually in the utility room have you ever seen anything like I mean I know you haven't seen that but have you ever seen any other yes things um, I don't like that we're doing the natural transition into talking about shadow people but I've never seen anything like that like fluid and like moving where you can see like legs moving and pacing back and forth but um I am prone to like seeing what most people call like shadow people which are just normally like in your peripheral instead of like like you said like or my dad was just sitting and like staring straight at it normally like you catch shadow people like out of the corner of your eye or like you like turn your head really fast and then they're like there but I've never seen anything like moving because normally like the whole shadow people phenomenon like they don't move really unless you like look at them and then they're like oop gone yeah. but it's not like walking ever that's more of like a physical manifestation of something like a mass yeah but I've never seen that that I feel like if I would see that, I probably wouldn't be a skeptical person. I probably also would not live here anymore. So We're kind of jumping around a little bit, but do you remember that time you caught the shadow of the face on your TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, like, in was your old bed, my old bedroom. I don't have that bedroom anymore. But my TV was, like, directly in front of my bed on the other wall. And I don't know if I, like, accidentally took a picture I wasn't meaning to take a picture, but the only light source in my room was my TV, and it was, like, dark outside, so my room was dark, and there was a picture on my phone where, like, there, the right side of the TV very clearly had um, an outline of what looked like a human body, like a shape of a human body. It wasn't, like, muddy or, like, a finger that got in the way of an accidental picture. It was very weird. didn't look like a cat. So we have quite a few of those. They're, I don't know. It was very weird. I wish I still had it, but I think I... I know. I wish you did I too. panicked and <laughs> deleted it. I told you not to at the time. Like, I was like, don't delete it. Hell like, no. Oh, I don't want this it. on my phone. Yeah. It's, there's definitely been a lot of things. Um, the whole shadow in front of the... Our, on the other side of the utility room door hasn't happened for a really long time. But I have noticed that um, since we've been doing this podcast, there have been some things happening there's been like an uptick in things again and I don't know if it's because we're talking about it I'm I'm not sure I'm kind of a little nervous about the whole thing what do you mean uh, you haven't told me about that so I don't the thing is like I don't experience the things that you experience and I feel like it's probably because I'm not as receptive or like open to it yeah so if there is something here they're kind of like we're not gonna mess with her because she doesn't want to see us but Maybe. It's not like I actively seek it out. Sometimes I do, I think, because I'm just, I really, really, really want to experience something, like, concrete that there's no doubt left in my mind, but... I will say, one of my combs is missing, so if that has something to do with the spirit in here, please give it back. I don't know where it is, and I need it. Yeah. Well, the other night I was lying in bed, and your dad was sleeping super peacefully, and Sometimes he's a loud sleeper. Sorry to out you, but he's definitely he's definitely an, an 
noisy sleeper, but he wasn't. He was like super peacefully sleeping. I could hear him breathing. And I was lying there and I was watching TV because it takes me a while to wind down. And I, I kid you not, this whistle, like right by my ear, like, you know, when you hear a sound and you can almost feel it and hear it at the same time, like was in my ear. And I was like, what in the heck? So I looked to make sure that he was still sleeping peacefully. His breathing pattern hadn't changed and he was not close enough to my ear to make that sound. And so at that point, I'm like, you know, hyper alert, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Just trying to live my life and watch Shit's Creek and decompress and go to sleep. And not even three minutes later, it happened again. Like it was farting. <laughs> no, it was not a fart. It was a whistle directly in my ear. And it was really scary. And I don't know, I'm kind of hoping that we're not... Awakening the beast. Yeah, I hope we're not <laughs> aggravating things. I don't think so. I hope not. It's never been, like... And even if we are, it's never been aggressive or, like, mean no. or violent. I don't think it's anything that wants to be, like, hurtful no. or scare us. I think... Well, I don't know. Well, we're, maybe, but I... I don't know. I could be. I don't know. We're definitely gonna um, talk about, I think, this two scariest things that have ever happened in this house next time. And I don't want to give too much away because... We won't have anything to talk about on the next one. And we're trying to keep these under a half an hour or right at a half an hour because we did say they were going to be mini episodes. But we definitely have some more haunted things to discuss before we're done. I'm thinking one or two more episodes on the Spritzer side of our stories. And we're hoping that by then we'll have some start to maybe trickle in from our readers. If not, it's okay. Or readers. You guys aren't reading anything. I also write, so sometimes my brain gets them confused and mixed up. Our listeners. But, um, you don't have to wait for that to hear some more frightening stories because we do have another full-length true crime episode that's coming out later this week. Um, probably sometime early this week. Yeah. If we stay on schedule, which we're not very good at, but we're trying our best. <laughs> we're busy people. Um, but hint, we're talking about more serial killers, so look forward to it. In the meantime, we want to thank you again for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. We're super excited that we have surpassed 100 listens. And it, I know it doesn't sound like a huge amount, but for a brand new podcast, it's actually really, really great. Yeah, we only have three episodes out too, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, super excited. Please don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Leave a rating on whatever you listen on and share, our sto- share your stories with us. You can share your stories through Messenger on Facebook at the Monsters and Mixers Podcast Facebook page, or you can email them to us also, and you can find our email on monstersandmixers.com. There's lots of ways for you to get in touch with us. Very online. <laughs> but we'll see you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a new delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts. And make some toasts.